Welcome to the Fun and Games Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupkin, and let the games begin. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Fun and Games Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and what's up? What's good? Welcome to our favorite day of the week, Wednesday. I'm so happy to be here and chatting with you guys today. I think today's episode is going to be fun. It's been a while since I've done an advice column, and I would love to do this with Darian, but you guys know his school has picked up, and we are actually leaving for another trip tomorrow. Can you believe it? Am I going to be in my house for more than three or four days at a time? I don't think so. But we are so excited about this trip. Honestly, I'm very grateful for all of the traveling opportunities. While it is nice to be in a routine, I truly have been loving every single trip I've been taking and I wouldn't take it for granted or wouldn't want to regret. Like I don't regret any of them because I know there's going to be a time when I look back and would say to myself, Like, Brittany, why did you not enjoy those trips? They were all so amazing. So I know living in the moment and enjoying them, even though things are a little bit chaotic, but still completely embracing myself and embracing all of this just giant travel era during the summer. But this is a very exciting trip. It is for Darian. And that is all I'm going to say. We just are so excited and proud of him for everything he's been doing. Of course, I wish he could be here with me on this podcast episode. Hopefully sometime we can get him in. Maybe he'll have some free days around Labor Day and I can uh, snag him for a couple minutes because we miss doing episodes together. I feel like those are the best episodes, obviously, because you truly get a better insight of like me, but also Darian, who's like my other half. It's just it's the best. And I know you guys love it whenever Darian is on, but very excited for today's advice column episode. For a weekly recap, I feel like I'm just constantly in this battle of trying to get back into a routine, okay, prepping and like trying to catch up from the last trip, but then also prepping for the next trip. Like we literally leave tomorrow for another trip that's like four or five days. So, you know, that's just kind of the state that I'm in. And I think my mindset has changed so much over this year because of so much travel and other things coming up in my routine that I'm so not used to. I'm used to having such a straightforward routine where all I do is the same thing. I'm stuck in my routine. I don't really deviate from it maybe once or twice a year, you know, or like smaller trips. But for the most part, I'm able to stick in it. And this year has just thrown me for such a curveball. And I'm grateful. It's just been such an amazing learning opportunity. And I'm able to talk on that, that maybe if you're in the same season of life, which with your write-ins for today's episode, I'm like, wow, why do I feel like we're like in sync almost? A lot of us are in the same situation where we're dealing with the same things where I might not have struggled with these, you know, last year or the year before. This was not my big struggle, but it is now. So love that we get a chat about that. And Yeah, just playing catch up on everything. I still have so much I need to do to finish the gym. I have not been there for a couple days now, but I just don't have the time right now. I've got a lot my time to other things and Vinny kind of came down with a little sickness. So honestly, the past two days, we've just been chilling at the house watching shows and I've been on full Vinny duty, cooking some soup, some grilled cheese sandwiches, like having all the cozy vibes together, just trying to help him feel better and just be there for him. So really flipping on that constant role of motherhood, still wanting to work, all of that. It's it's really fun and it's a constant balance. So I feel like that's really all I've got to say for this week. I wish I could say, oh, training sessions are at an all-time high, but it's been Monday and Tuesday and I wasn't able to make it to a gym either of those days because Vinny is sick and Darian is not home. So yeah, I'm doing my best with the circumstances and it's crazy to see such a developmental status like myself mentally of seeing how much I've grown and realize that, you know, priorities shift sometimes and that's okay letting go of these expectations I might have had for myself a few years ago, a few months ago and now really just leaning into whatever the season of life is and being present and realizing like my life is made to be enjoyed and I want to just find the most enjoyment in everything that I do and not consume myself with guilt of what I think I need to be doing or what I used to be doing of just realizing, you know, circumstances change. I'm doing the best that I can and letting myself feel peace around that. So with that little splurge, let's jump into the podcast review of the week, and then we'll hop into today's episode. Today's review is from Michan22, a Wednesday staple. 
I look forward to every single Wednesday because of the podcast. I listen to this podcast in the gym, when I'm on a walk, when I'm cleaning, doing laundry, and it's amazing. This podcast is truly life-changing. The episodes are so relatable to the reality of life. I recommend this podcast to everyone. Britt and her fam are true role models and real people. It's so amazing to learn new things each week. Britt gives me hope for when I'm ready to become a fitness mom too. This podcast is a staple in my life. Thank you for the sweetest five-star review and everyone who reviews the podcast. Thank you so much. What's cool is I threw up on my Instagram doing an advice episode for the podcast, Ask Away. And a huge majority of these are about how do you hype yourself up for the days when you don't feel like going? How do you keep showing up? How do you keep yourself motivated? How do you build discipline to stay in the gym after struggling with taking time off? What motivates me to keep showing up? So this person is having a hard time with this. What helps me stay consistent with the gym? I struggle with starting and then keeping after it. I feel great at the gym, but I can't find motivation to go. How can I get the excitement back? And there are so many more on the same topic, which is so amazing and incredible to me because I used to be like, oh, this is easy. But now I'm in a time in a stage of my life where I am also kind of struggling with this. And I'm grateful I have experience to rely on to tell myself daily and that kind of inner dialogue that I have with myself to help myself keep showing up and to stay as consistent as I can. And I'm going to say a couple of things. The first thing I'll say is, I have accepted the fact that my consistency has changed. And I don't want to sound like a broken record because I definitely feel like I've talked about this before. But the times and the situation in my life right now has changed drastically because I don't have as much help or support when it comes to Vinny. So my workouts are harder to always get and secure and my routine is kind of always jumbled because maybe he's sick one day, maybe we have appointments one day, maybe other things come up that need to take a priority that I need to do for Darien school or trips where I need to travel, other things. I have never, again, like I said earlier in this podcast episode even, been in a time where so many variables are constantly popping up where my training can't be the focus and my training has always been the focus since the time I started my fitness program, even when I was pregnant in early postpartum, I could fully, like solely focus on my training and make sure, okay, I at least got three days a week, like feeling good and solid. Whereas now I'm like, why can't I go five days a week? I feel like I should be able to be in that place or even four days a week, but I am struggling, especially with travel, getting into a routine again, because I'll be back for three days and then I'll leave and then I'll be back for four days and then I'll leave and I just feel jumbled and it's taking me time to get situated and I have just come to a place to accept that how things used to be are different than they are now and one that is okay I am definitely trying my best and doing the best that I can in my circumstances and that matters huge like that that is great. And I'm continuously in that positive mindset of counting my wins instead of counting the things that I missed. So not feeling guilty over the workout sessions I missed, but counting all of the wins that I've had of every single time I have been able to go to the gym. So letting go of that past stigma of what my consistency used to look like and entering this new realm of consistency for me, of being realistic of what I can manage in my life. How do I still stay consistent in the gym? I have so many different thoughts when it comes to this. And this is the dialogue that I tell myself to help me get to the gym. There's two different things. So motivation and discipline. Motivation is the feeling. So that is like, oh, we're feeling inspired. We're feeling ready to go. That is motivation. And discipline is the action item of that. Discipline is showing up even when you don't feel like it. When you are lacking the motivation, the want, the drive, which happens to every single person on this planet Earth, whether it comes to fitness, work, whatever it is, when we are lacking that motivation and that like wanting to get after it mentality, it falls back onto us and we are responsible and it is up to our discipline, the grit that we have to still show up even when we don't feel like it. And that First of all, it takes a lot of mental toughness. It is not easy 
to overcome those feelings because our brain naturally wants to go with the easiest path. Our body naturally wants to go to the easiest route of, oh, going to the gym, like that's going to take a lot of time. That's going to be a hard workout. Like, you know, excuses, excuses, those pile up. And it truly falls back on that discipline of, you know what, even though I have a thousand excuses of why not to go, I've dedicated myself to this and I've decided I want to hit these goals. I'm going to get after it even though I don't feel like doing it. And I love this write-in. It says, I feel great at the gym, but I can't find motivation to go. How can I get that excitement back? And you said you feel good in the gym. A lot of times we feel so good after the workout. And I've even like seen this trend on social media where it's like before the workout and you're grumpy, you're anxious, you're you know not feeling very good, you're in a bad mood. But then after your workout, you feel so strong, so capable. The endorphins have kicked in. Like It's like a new person has been born. You feel amazing. Remembering that, you know, it might be hard to get started, but once you just get dressed, you show up, you have your little pre-workout, and once you're set in, like for me, as soon as I've started to hit heavy weight, like I'll do a warm-up set, I do my first initial set, and then I bump up my weight. With good music, I start to see my muscles, I start to feel my muscles, I start to feel in the mindset, I am like then clocked in. And it takes some time sometimes for me to fully tune in and clock in and be like, oh yeah, no, like I wanna be here, I'm chasing this feeling now. And I'm like so glad I went. And I'm like, cause we forget, we are such forgetful people that we can't think past, you know, the easiest route of, oh, we just don't wanna show up or we wanna be lazy or oh, whatever it is, all the excuses we have. We forget how great we feel after we work out and we forget how hard we want these results and how hard we need to push to get the results. So it's kind of reminding yourself that you feel good. Just show up, start, try to get moving and those feelings are gonna come back. And if you keep showing up and stick to your routine, it's gonna become part of your habits, and part of your lifestyle, which make it so much easier. I promise I am so passionate about this topic because it just changed my life and I know it can change anyone's life and I just want everyone to always feel encouraged and motivated and uplifted that they can do it too. You can accomplish this too. But once this is part of your lifestyle and your routine, it really is just so much easier to do. Like I am so grateful I started before I got pregnant because it was easier to maintain and keep these habits through pregnancy, through postpartum, even though again, my consistency changed, my workouts changed a little bit, but I was able to still try to keep as much of those habits as I could so that even now it's so much easier to just continuously keep them up. The bulk of what I do never changes. Small adaptations have to be made. But I try to just have this be such a part of a sustainable habit and just the way that I live that it does make it easier because maybe you are on autopilot for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of training sessions because you have a little bit too much going on in your mind. You're a little bit anxious going to the gym and your training schedule. So you are a little bit on autopilot, but you're still showing up and being consistent. And it is the long game overall where over a year you have 365 days, right? So if you are 60% consistent, 70% consistent over that year, you are 100% without a doubt going to see results. Whereas it's always better to be consistent over a longer period of time instead of perfect one single day. Like I brought this up in an earlier episode, being 60% consistent for a month is better than being 100% perfect for one day out of that month. Like that's a big difference if you think of that. So always have that like, long-term game and remember always how you feel after your workouts and remind yourself of why you're doing this in the first place and that this is important and to just try to keep up the habits even though you might not feel like it right now fall on that discipline and just that want of okay you know I might have to go through the motions right now but I'm still going to do my best maybe I'm just going to the gym going on the treadmill for 20 minutes but I'm still keeping that habit of getting ready, going to the gym, doing some kind of movement, period. Like if that's where you're at, if you're just having a really stressful time and you can't go through a whole lifting workout, like just do that. Still go to the gym, do an active like mobility day, 
anything to keep that habit is better. Even going out for a walk outside in your neighborhood if you're, you know, really even struggling. I think just finding the ways where you're not giving into the laziness and you're doing something to help your future self, you are going to thank yourself for that in the future. And all of that is compound interest. Like every single day, I'm like, oh, I don't feel like going or oh, I don't feel like doing this. And every day that I feel that way and I overcome that, it's putting me one step closer to that goal. So just don't forget that. I feel like I've talked a lot about this topic, but that's because seriously, a majority of these were about that. And I want to make sure that I've covered this about how to build discipline and stay at the gym. Again, that's just about showing up and getting over your excuses of, oh, I'm being a little bit lazy today versus pushing through. And that actually goes back to last week's episode where I talked about when to push yourself and when to let off. There is a difference. And that was actually mentioned three or four times in these questions. So if you're listening, obviously you missed last week's podcast, please give that a little listen. But this is something that I've also recently been getting into. I used to be in a position where I could just push, 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 drive, 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 like all I'm doing is fighting my laziness of there's a difference between laziness and when you actually are fatigued and you need rest, whether that's mentally, physically, emotionally, you're really going through something, like it's okay to take time off. And also if you are a caretaker, if you're a parent, if you need to have other things that are really having to take priority over your health at the time, like the gym, you can still take care of your mental health and you can still take care of your physical health by eating nutritious food. It doesn't always have to revolve around the gym. More importantly is actually nutrition and what you're putting into your body. So even if you can't go to the gym a day, just make sure you're still eating nutrient-dense foods. Like that is still going to go wonders. And if you are somewhat active, like even go for a walk, you're going to be fine. It's so important to fuel your body. I feel like a lot of times we're always worried about the gym, but it's like, okay, well, what are you putting into your body? You know, the gym is one hour out of your day, whereas what you eat is, you know, 16 hours out of the day. could be, depending how much you sleep. But getting back to when to push, when to rest. I am in that phase where I am now learning that I need a little bit more time to let my mind rest and let my body rest. And taking that is okay for when I need that. And distinguishing between, okay, am I being lazy? Am I just a little anxious and making excuses of going to the gym? Or do I actually, literally Vinny has been sick. I'm not going to feel guilty over not being able to go to the gym. I need to stay at home and be with him. So there's a time when to push. There's a time when to let off. And listen to last week's episode. I go way more in depth on that and I give some great examples. So just listen to that one. Next up, I got a lot of questions about pregnancy and postpartum and how my training changed from that. And again, I'm always going to refer you to your doctor. Please listen to your doctor in their advice. I'm just sharing what I did. This is me in no way telling you what to do or what you should do or what you can do. Please always refer to your doctor. They will know your needs and your history the best, etc., For me and my doctor, since I was already in the gym, I was already weightlifting, I talked to my doctor about this and she was so cool and amazing and was like, your body is so used to that kind of exercise, you do not need to stop it. She said, don't try to strain and try and hit new PRs. And I was like, okay, yeah, valid, like that's good. I don't wanna put any extra strain or tear any extra muscles or ligaments or anything especially ruin my pelvic floor especially because while you're pregnant you do have a hormone that makes everything a little bit looser a little bit more relaxing you know as things are expanding and moving around so I was like okay valid so don't push myself like that she says if anything causes you pain stop immediately I was like check and then I think at some point I like hardly remember but at some point you're not supposed to like lay on your back for prolonged periods of time so like I think it was that or was it plan? I honestly, I don't remember. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I think you can't lay on your back. I do not remember. Wow. It has been years since I've been pregnant, but all you pregnant ladies out there are going to be like, yep, I know what you're talking about. And yes. And then for postpartum, I feel like the standard is 
six weeks minimum until you get back to exercise. This is, I think, for America. And of course, this is for your doctor. I know people in Europe, like their doctors tell them other things. I know other people can get started sooner. Like, again, between you and your doctor, always and forever. Um, I waited six weeks until getting back into the gym. And I know for like C-section, sometimes it's eight weeks. But again, this is all dependent on your body and your doctor, etc. But before I was able to go back into the gym, I did try to start taking walks with Vinny, which was really nice to ease back into things. The first two weeks, I'm pretty sure I moved like maybe 10 feet a day, like walking from my bedroom to the living room to the kitchen and back. That's pretty much the extent of everything. I was really patient with my body trying to heal because if you've ever had an injury before, you know that you have to take the time to heal properly once or else there are going to be complications. And while it is, no, actually, I'm not going to lie. It was very easy to take those six weeks off because I was hurting. I was going to say it's a little hard. I was excited to get back into the gym, but I was in no way, shape or form like, oh, I can't wait. Like, this is taking so long. Like I was living in my newborn bubble. There is no way I would have been ready before six weeks to jump back in. The walks were plenty enough for me. I took my time trying to restore my pelvic floor like properly and my core. I did have a little bit of diastasis recti, so a little bit of that separation um, between your abs, which is very common. So just really working on healing everything and knowing, hey, if I take the time and if I do it right now, my body is going to thank me and I'm not going to have further issues or complications. So I took my time getting back into it. When I felt good enough to push myself, I would do that. And when I was tired and fatigued and not feeling right or something was off, I would stop immediately. One of the things that really helped me get back into the gym is one of my friends would work out with me. I've talked about this before and she helped me stay accountable and she did not have a kid. She did not understand how tired I was. Like I would come and I would legit almost fall asleep mid-workout. Like I was so fatigued until Vinny was sleeping through the night. Even after that, you're still so tired with a newborn. And I just remember showing up and I'd be starving. I'd be like mid-workout and be like, dude, I need oatmeal. Like I'm so hungry. I need like a snack. I need bars. I need anything, like anything to fuel me. I was so tired and hungry all the time, but I just tried to keep showing up. My workouts looked a lot different. I was lifting a lot lighter. Um, and I was doing a lot of stuff to try to restore my core. Lots and lots of walking pregnancy and postpartum early until I felt ready and able to push it. It took me a full year postpartum to feel capable to hold a plank, right? Like holding a plank was impossible. Even doing a dead hang, trying to hold my body weight was so impossible. My core didn't exist. It is complete jello. And wow, I actually am thinking about like how far I have actually come because I forgot how I could not hold a plank, not even for like five seconds postpartum. I could not do it. It was so difficult. And so just be patient with your body. I tell everyone, they're like, what's your advice when you're pregnant postpartum? It took you 10 months to grow a baby. You give yourself 10 months of grace with your new body. You have overcome so much in the past two years, year of being pregnant, year of being postpartum. Like chill, girl. You are doing way better than you think. The time will come. Stay consistent where you can. Everyone's circumstances are so different, especially if you're a working mom. Like people literally make you go back to work after six weeks, which is not enough maternity leave that frustrates me so much. I was actually at dinner with a friend on Sunday. She gets five months of maternity leave. I'm like, that's the way to do it. Genuinely, it takes you like six months to even be okay again after a baby, like bare minimum, six months and you're working at like not robot mode. Nine months, you're a little better. A year, you're a little better. And then after 18 months, I feel like you kind of have the hang of things. And then once Vinny turned to two, I was like, yo, we're in this. Like I know what I'm kind of doing and things are getting a little better. They're able to communicate. So if you're in those early stages, please know things get better. Please be patient and give yourself a lot of grace with your new body and you know, just be kind to yourself, love yourself through the process. I've been through the stage of my clothes not fitting and me sobbing to myself in my closet. I never felt like I would get my body back. I never, my body back, not meaning the way I physically looked, but the way I felt. It is like an out-of-body experience to share your body 
growing someone else and then having them be fully dependent on you because I did breastfeed, that is a different feeling. Like my body was not mine for almost two years. I do not know how to describe it unless if you are a mom, you or, or are going through this, you will know what I mean. It is such a weird sensation of just like not feeling like yourself for so long and trying to find that. And I encourage you to work through that with your hopefully partner that they'll let you have some time and space to rediscover yourself and give yourself a lot of grace during this time. And don't feel mom guilt over prioritizing yourself. You are still a human and a person and you need to be in a good place to be able to take care of those around you, whether that's a partner or your children or anybody else in your life. So please never forget how important and valued you are, even though it does not seem like that. A lot of times we as moms put everybody in front of us. We take care of everybody but ourselves and that leaves our tank so empty and that will catch up to us. So we need to make sure we're on top of it. Do your little pampering, whatever routine that is. Make yourself feel good. Please give yourself grace as you get back into the swing of things. This went on like a long tangent. I hope that was helpful because there was honestly a ton of questions about early pregnancy and postpartum. How did I deal with that? Weight gain, how did I train during pregnancy? Oh, let me answer that real quick. So pregnancy and postpartum, I only worked out three days a week. That is what I could manage. And oh my gosh, wow, I just remembered this. Memory unlocked. I remember when I was like eight or nine weeks pregnant, I was so tired. I think that was the first week I skipped from the gym. Like I think I skipped four days and I only went one day that week for a walk. And I have never felt that before. I remember feeling so guilty, like what is wrong with me? But I was so tired. I was like, no, my body obviously needed it. But wow, memory unlocked. I remember literally walking in the garage with Darian and I was like, I can't believe I've been to the gym all week. Like, I can't believe I'm so tired. This is so unlike me. And like, that's just so crazy. Like things are fine, right? Three years later, I'm killing it. I'm crushing it. Things are okay. You know, consistency, remember, is for a long haul and be patient with yourself. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. What is the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, hang out with friends, go out? I feel like a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, well, time for what? If our time was unlimited, how would we use it? What would be the best way to squeeze in that special thing into your schedule that is so important to you and make that a priority? Well, therapy can help you find what matters most to you so you can do more of it. I know that therapy can be extremely beneficial. Just have another person to talk to, talk through things, get to the bottom of feelings that we might not know that we're having, and it can lead us to feel empowered to be the best version of ourselves. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp help. Visit betterhelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Brit. But yeah, training. I did one lower body day and two upper body day. Lower body days were really hard for me pregnant because of all of the racking and re-racking and it's just a heavier load, whereas working upper body wasn't as strenuous. So I did a push, a pull, and a legs day that worked great for me all pregnancy, all postpartum until probably 12 months. So a whole year postpartum, I added in a fourth day, got my booty gains back. That's when we lived in California. I was able to go four days a week. I felt like a new person, a new woman. I was taking my pre-workout again, like started to feel like myself again. So there's a little background on that. I have a question or an advice for tips or ways to deal with bad body image days. And I love this one because this is something that recently, again, I guess not recently, like over the past four, three years, like basically overcoming postpartum, I feel like I've really nailed this. And I, for the most part, don't struggle as bad anymore with body image. Like I'm actually 
very at peace and I feel like that's a great place to be for me. What I have to say is, one, this is always what sticks with me. If there were no mirrors or cameras anywhere, how do you feel about yourself? If you feel good, then you're doing great and forget about it. Genuinely. I had somebody on the podcast who said, you know, on bad body image days, they just don't look in the mirror and that really helps them. But like, even to take that further, genuinely, are you happy with yourself? Because that's what matters. Our bodies are made for so much more than what we look at. You know, we're not just put on earth to look a certain way and that's it. Like there's so much more value that we bring than just our body. So constantly remind yourself of that. Know that you might have a bad day and that's going to be okay. The other main one that I've really learned is it's so funny because I might have like a bad body image day or a day where I'm like, oh, I didn't really like those photos as much or, "Mm, you know, those, those are okay. You know, I'm a little bit over picky or over analytic on whatever it was. And then fast forward like three months I will look back at that photo and be like, what the heck? Why did I never post that? I look so freaking good. And I'm like, I remember not liking that picture the first time I saw it. Yet now, three to six months back, I'm looking at it and I'm like, what the heck? I looked freaking amazing. So I had that experience like when I was getting pregnant because I was like, oh man, like I want so many more physique goals. Like I want my delts more defined. I want my glutes more defined. I want my quads more defined. Like I really wanted nice quads and delts before I was pregnant. Like that's what I was kind of going for. And while I was pregnant, right, I had put on like 40 pounds or whatever, lost all definition. I'm looking back at these old photos of me and I'm like, what was I thinking? My physique was insane. Like, Brick, get out of your butt. Like you were fine. And I think that that sincerely for me cut my bad body image days out because I was like you we take for granted our bodies first of all for just the amazing process that they have but also for that past like experience to look back I was like what the heck Brett like stop being so hard on yourself those two things for me have helped I don't know if that is going to help you but I think we are all way too critical on ourselves so just knock it out. Okay. You are way better. Knock it out. No, knock it off. You are way, you are doing way better than you think. And just give yourself some grace. You guys There are more things than just looking good. Okay. I just feel like this podcast is getting so deep and I just love that I'm able to talk about these things now and just feel more comfortable. So thank you podcasties for being my besties and allowing this to be such a safe place. This one says my personal life is affecting my gym life. I have now stopped working out. How can I get past this? This is so relatable. There are still some things that I'm not able to talk about yet, but hopefully soon of some really, really bad times this year. You guys have heard I've just been having a really bad year. Like it's been tough mentally, like the best year, but also just tough mentally. Okay. I feel like I'm a broken record. We don't need to talk about it, but this has really affected my gym life and my anxiety has been out of control and like paralyzing me some days and I've just been it it triggers sadness and I just struggle I feel you there are times and days where this is me and it is 100% affecting my gym life and I'm struggling I struggle to get past it and mentally it's this battle because I'm like I know I need to rest but I also feel like I need to push myself and it goes back to that point of When is it okay to take rest and when do we need to push ourselves? There are times when I really am not okay mentally and I need to take time off and away from the gym, from other things. I just need to. And that's okay. That is totally fine to know that maybe you have a little bit of a phase where that's where you're at. Things are a little overwhelming. You've got some deep family things that are happening. You're dealing with a loss in your family. You're grieving. You are having a massive grad project where things are just crazy, whatever that is. You're going through a horrible breakup. You're going through, I don't know, anything horrible in life that really can affect us mentally and like spiritually and emotionally. So it's okay if you are in a phase of that. You don't need to feel guilty again. Like genuinely, you guys, there are so many different types of movement. If you're unable to get to the gym, like get out in nature, go for a walk. Like genuinely, that's going to help you mentally and physically. 
And again, if you're having a hard time with that, you can like if you're having a hard time going to the gym, you can also just focus on on nutrition. Learn new recipes, work on home-cooked meals, use that time for that if you do need a break off and away. Like I need you to know that it's okay to take time to deal with whatever it is. I love the gym. I will always love the gym, but there are times where it can't be a priority. And for me, that has been really awkwardly weird and hard for me to accept. You guys know how much I love the gym, so it is hard for me to accept sometimes, but I'm learning that sometimes I need to have a little bit of different priorities that day or that week or whatever it is. And again, that's okay. So how to get past this, I would say, if you need to take time, take time, deal with what you need to. If you're feeling like, okay, you know, I've, I've gone through my grieving process or whatever it is, I'm able to slowly get back into it. I would say go for nice walks. If you're really struggling getting back to the gym, go to the gym and walk on the treadmill. Listen to an audiobook, listen to a podcast, do something that isn't going to spike your anxiety, but it's going to help you get back into the routine of, okay, I'm getting my gym clothes on, I'm filling up my water bottle, I'm grabbing my gym bag, putting my gym shoes on, driving to the gym, getting inside of the gym, taking that first initial step back into the gym, doing a little workout, and then leaving. So that in and of itself is a great first step back into the gym. And I think that goes for a lot of these other questions of how do I get back into the gym? How do I start? How do I, all of those things. So that's a great way. And if you're able to slowly be able to start pushing yourself, getting back into the gym, getting into your hard workouts, do that. If you're angry about something, channel that anger into your lifts. I swear you lift like 10 times as much whenever you're angry. And sometimes sad girl workouts are really great. We've all had workouts where we cry a little bit in them. Okay, maybe maybe not. Maybe yours is just sweat. But, you know, we've been there where we've had to work through things. And I think the gym can be a really cool place where we're able to work through things emotionally and physically. And it can be a form of therapy and just make us feel better again at the end of it. Okay, I realize I've been talking a lot for all of these and I want to get to more, but we're we're chopping on time, you guys. So I'm going to do some quickly. Favorite pre-workout snacks. I am not as much a snacky person. I'm more of a meal. So I always have my avocado toast or oatmeal always. And I have eggs with the avocado toast. Post-workout snacks. Favorites are, I love a good protein shake. I like banana, blueberry with vanilla, ice, and some milk. That is so good. I love chocolate peanut butter protein shakes. I love, love, love apples with my peanut butter and Greek yogurt dip. 10 out of 10 snack. Uh, Tuna with cucumbers and like spicy mayo. That's always a quick, high-protein snack and cottage cheese with vegetables, quick, high-protein snack. And sometimes I'll add a tiny bit of ranch. When I say a tiny bit, I mean like literally one teeny tiny circle, like the size of a pea, just to flavor it a little bit. Love that because cottage cheese, super high-protein. All of those are amazing. You've got yogurt, you know, tuna, and then cottage cheese mixed with other great vegetables. Fantastic post-workout snack. I love this next one. It says how to deal with mental thoughts when you don't see progress. This is something where I cannot emphasize enough. Take your photos, take your videos, and know that yes, like physical results, again, like a lot of us are chasing that. So you have to measure those. You cannot get mad at yourself if you are not being consistent. If you can look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I've been as consistent as I can be, I've been on my game, I've really been trying, then, and you're not seeing results after a month, You know, you have that chat with yourself like, dude, I am being consistent. I've been consistent for a month and I'm still not seeing results. You might need to change something up. But if you're one of those people who are like, oh, I'm not seeing results. But then you look back at your month and you're like, okay, I've not been consistent. You can't get mad at yourself because you're not seeing results. Put in the work, put in the work and and see it through. Okay. But me dealing with mental thoughts. So Always record your progress because progress can look so different. Maybe you're drinking more water. Maybe you're having more fruits and vegetables. Maybe you're hungrier. You've increased your appetite, which is something you've been trying to do. Maybe you got your period back because you're building muscle. You're gaining weight. Maybe because you've built so much muscle, you're increasing your metabolism. So you're able to eat more food, which is always a freaking win. People are like, how do you eat so much? The muscle, baby, increases in metabolism. It's insane. It is amazing weightlifting is always underrated for women 
And I will always emphasize and be on that. You can always listen to the Sal Stefano podcast with Mind Pump. Fantastic episode. We He goes really in depth on that, which is great. Great chat with him. But a lot of those mental thoughts, you've got to realize that progress comes in a lot of different ways. Your mindset can also shift. You can be more consistent. You can realize, hey, this is really becoming a part of my lifestyle. Maybe it's getting easier. Your form could be increasing. That is massive progress because a lot of us when we start this is me I'm talking about me my form was trash but I kept showing up okay I kept showing up and uh, there's a question even in, in here about like fear of embarrassment look I looked ridiculous going to the gym I'm looking at my old videos and I'm like bro who let me in a gym because this is horrible but you know what you live and you learn and you watch the proper form, you do a little bit of research and you realize, okay, I can get better. And with time and consistency and effort, things get better. So make sure you're measuring your progress properly and know that there are a ton of different ways you can do progress. Maybe you're doing more push-ups, more pull-ups. Maybe you can do heavier weight on a certain lift. It doesn't always have to be physical results while those are fantastic if that is what your goal is trying to be you got to give yourself time and consistency those results will get there stay with it I promise you it is worth it so many times I even hear people say all the time oh you know I've, I've given it two weeks and I don't see any results bro you got to give it at least more than that at least four to eight weeks give it some 12 weeks if you're truly in this for the long haul for a lifestyle you're not as much looking for those quick things at four weeks or eight weeks or 12 weeks no you're now falling in love with showing up you're falling in love with the process you're falling in love with the journey so you don't worry that, oh, it's going to take me 12 weeks to get my goals, to hit my, you know, serious results, to see my freaking delts pop out of my arm sockets. You know, you aren't worried about that because you're loving showing up every single day. So you're enjoying the process. And then when you get those results, when you're like, wait a minute, my delts are freaking massive. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, that's because I put in the freaking work. So that is so rewarding in and of itself. Okay, I have to do two more. I want to answer all of these. I'm having such a hard time because I want to answer all of these, but it's getting late for me. So I'm going to say advice on people who feel that they are behind in life. There was also someone else talking about um, timelines, like their life not working out on the exact way that they thought it would. Um, you know, people having breakups, feeling lost in their life. There was even one about uh, this makes me so sad about college, like having a bad breakup in college and then now you're at the same school with the same person and like what can they do just with when life gets hard, when you feel like you're behind in life or you're stressed or worried. I will just say that everybody has a different timeline. I have talked about this before because I'm very, very passionate about it. Again, I feel like this year has been one of such deep self-growth for me in such a different way that I'm typically used to because I truly feel that I always had to have my life as a certain timeline. I had certain like expectations for me, um, things that were said, you know, you just picture your life all oh, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to have this, this and this. And then you turn 25 and you're like, whoa, 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 my life doesn't look anything like I thought it would. And you kind of have this like crisis of, oh no, am I doing something wrong? What's happening? Why don't I have these things? You're comparing around you. And truly, I promise you, everybody's timeline is so different. I think I already shared this on the podcast, I think, about how I went to a Taylor Swift concert a while ago and nobody like really knew who she was. She was just starting out. And now fast forward 15 years later, she's one of the biggest names in the industry. Like 15 years she put in work. And that can be you too. You never know when it's your time, when it's your time for a relationship, when it's your time for that big career move. It might take you a little longer than other people, but it doesn't matter because it's your life and you have to find joy right now and in the journey even though things might be a little bit uncomfortable even though things might not be how you want them to be find just be present and find that joy now that is probably like the best advice I can give you and just know everything is going to work out even though it might not seem like it now things are going to get better 
Okay, the last one is going to be how do you love yourself and your body in the beginning of your journey? How do you get started when you're feeling so tired and uncomfortable in your own skin? And I always say like love yourself through the process, but how do you actually do that? And I think that it's uncomfortable for a lot of us when we first start. And I know when I was early, when I first started, I was a little uncomfortable in my body as I was becoming aware and self-conscious of, oh man, like I want to be able to see my tricep. I don't see my tricep. I just have a lot of, you know, loose skin around certain places and I wanted to be defined. And so you look at yourself and you look at others. And when you're conscious of that, you start to feel a little bit insecure about your own body. And I know when I was postpartum as well, redoing this for a second time, I felt very out of my comfort zone. And you know what? Actually, I'd say the hardest thing was gaining weight while getting pregnant because in that phase of, oh, is she just put on 20 to 30 pounds or is she actually pregnant? Until your belly pops, you've I've lost I lost all definition. Everybody in my gym knew who I was. I hadn't announced yet that I was pregnant. I felt so uncomfortable in my skin every day at the gym. I would wear baggy things. And even with that, like it just wasn't good enough. I didn't feel like I belonged. I felt like people were going to make fun of me. I felt that everyone was just looking at me. And that was really hard for me to mentally go through all three of those stages, right? Just starting out feeling really uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm doing in the gym. I don't know my form. Uh, My clothes are a little bit, you know, wacky. And I'm wearing like high school cutoff tees that I made for track and like old cheer things in like this public gym and then pregnancy, you know, just losing all of the definition and hard work that I had gone through and mentally, you know, seeing myself look different. That was challenging for me. Um, And postpartum, again, learning to love my body in a whole new way where my belly, I cannot even, if you have had a baby, you know what I'm talking about with squishy belly. I loved my squishy belly so much. I kind of miss it actually. I miss my pregnant bump and I miss my squishy belly, but it was like nothing is there. (laughs) Like the best way I can describe it is nothing is there because it's just a ton of like loose and stretched skin. And so to getting back into the gym and trying to wear like my old workout clothes that very clearly did not work my top or my bottom because my boob size had grown like astronomically. And so nothing is fitting. These clothes are tight. I'm used to like loose, loose clothes and postpartum and just showing up to the gym where I once was shredded. And now I've gone through like all of these phases, you know, it's a very uncomfortable and can be an out of body experience. So I'm just trying to touch on this of, I get that I have been there. It can be very hard. I promise you, you are worth way more than how you might feel about your body. You deserve to be in the gym no matter what you look like, what phase you're at. You deserve to be there so much. I want you in there. You want yourself in there. Please find a way that you can just feel okay and comfortable enough to get there. You are going to thank yourself for doing that for you, for overcoming those anxieties and those fears. From the bottom of my heart, I wish I could go to the gym with you to show you around, to help you feel comfortable, to let you know that you belong. You might not feel like it, but I promise you do. And just to encourage you to keep showing up because you're just going to feel so much better, especially if this is something that you want to do. Overcome maybe those uncomfortable days, those uncomfortable situations. That's what I had to do. Even though I didn't feel comfortable, I wore backy things. I went in, I did my work. I tried not to look around and I got through any of those days that I was a little bit more uncomfortable in my skin. And eventually I realized, you know what? There is so much more of me to love than just the way that I look. And if there were no mirrors, I would love myself because I love who I am as a person. And that actually matters way more than having a six pack. I've learned to fall in love with the process as I kept showing up and I kept those promises to myself and showing myself, oh, you know what? I can do this. I'm capable. I've got this. And building that confidence within myself to where now 
I feel a lot more comfortable in the gym. I feel like I belong some sometimes asterisks because, you know, every once in a while we have those really bad gym insecurity days, but you just learn that you are more than just what you look like and to remind yourself that I have been there where you feel a little bit uncomfortable in your body. Try to just keep showing up and I hope that you feel that you belong and you deserve this just as much as anybody else. Also, I just say fake it till you make it, okay? Fake it till you make it, okay? Now, with that being said, that is the end of today's episode. I actually really enjoyed this one and being able to talk through some of these. I feel like I talked a lot (laughs) about each one of these questions. I went in depth instead of, you know, getting to more questions, but in some way, shape, or form, I feel like I hit a majority of them because a lot of them were almost similar, and I hope that you were just able to take something away from today's podcast episode. Thank you all so much for being here and for listening. I hope you have the most incredible day and all the good things ahead of you. Don't forget to love yourself through the process, and remember that each day is a fresh start, and you better keep showing up. I feel like those are my three main mantras in life. So I love you guys so much. Have the best day. And with that being said, I'll talk to you all later in the next week for some more fun and gains. Bye. You're listening to the fun and gains podcast with your host, Brittany Lupton. Thanks for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we'll see you all next time for some more fun and gains. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.